Yo, what's going on, world? It's your homeboy, Cuff, with the Brain Surfing Podcast. I started my podcast with the goal of helping couples get a better understanding of why their counterpart thinks and operates the way they do. As time went on, I continued to do this, but with more focus on relationships in general. Like I always say, the way you view things determine how those things make you feel. For more raw, uncensored content, you can subscribe to my other tier on Spotify for only $2.99 per month. But like I said, it's your homeboy, Cuff. Come catch these waves. Armageddon Productions. Every single man walking this earth needs to hear these following 30 things. Just to keep him going and keep him motivated. And if you have not heard them recently, or you haven't heard them at all, let me be the first to tell you. I believe in you. You make me feel safe. I appreciate everything you do for me. I'm so proud of you. You're the strongest man I know. You're so amazing. I love the way you think. I trust you. I want you. You never cease to amaze me. I respect you. You inspire me so much. I love the man you've become. You're my best friend. I can't imagine my life without you. You're an amazing leader. I'm so lucky to have you. You make me a better person. I love you for you. You're my rock. You always know how to make me smile. I fully support you and your dreams. What can I do for you? I love learning from you. Your masculinity is so sexy. You always know how to make me feel better. You make my life better. I honor you. You're so amazing. I'm with you no matter what. Yo, what's going on, world? It's your homeboy Cuff with the Brain Surfing Podcast. We back with another one. Y'all already know what it is. And you guys heard the intro. That clip was sent to me by one of my friends. And it got my mind going a little bit. So for a little bit of backstory, you know, I've been in five relationships. No, I've been in four relationships. <laughs> I've been in four relationships that have been five to six years long, including the one I'm in right now. Now, I'm not claiming to have thought I knew what I needed in a partner back then or that I even thought about that in my teenage years or my early 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if... I was even thinking like, okay, I need this, I need that. I'm not sure. I can get back to y'all in a in a future episode and let y'all know how I was thinking at that time. But as I'm recording this, I really don't remember if I was thinking that way. To be honest, I'm not even sure if I had my mind thinking like that when I was even married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear a lot of people talk about love language. I don't hear a lot of people talking about the process of learning your own love language. The older I get, the more I realize it's kind of unfair to even like seriously date people in your teenage years, in your 20s. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe even even your late 20s at times, as crazy as it might sound, right? But just think about it. How many of us grow up not feeling like we are loved? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe we hear it a lot or we don't hear it at all either way. But how many of us grow up not feeling like we are loved? I feel like that's pretty often, right? And if you ask my opinion, 
at least half the kids in the world rarely, rarely feel love growing up. And they probably don't even hear it either. Mix that with the heartache we face through our friends and people we end up dating in middle school, you know, a little puppy love and uh, uh, high school, college, so forth and so on. Like we are experiencing this heartache at the same time we are learning our own love language and learning ourselves, period. So, for example, I was 20 years old with my kid's mother and she was 19 when she became pregnant. We decided to have a baby while both of us were still learning ourselves and also learning what we require from the people in our lives. Not only the people that we are dating, but friends and family as well. Like we're still learning what we require from the people in our lives. Now at 37 and I started to realize these things more around the end of my marriage. I now have someone in my life who I realize has helped me learn the way I need to be loved. And yeah, she says she loves me here and there and that's cool. But if I'm being honest, I don't really care about that. Right? Like I remember my dad told me a long time ago, I'll know when somebody really rocks with me and when somebody really loves me when they do for me in ways I need without them having to be asked. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't have to ask or tell them I need this emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it may be, if they know what I need without me even having to mention it, that's just a way to really know a person rock with you. Like that's, that's something my dad told me in my teenage years. And you know, now that I know what I require, if I ever fuck this relationship up, you know what I'm saying? I can never settle for less elsewhere. You know what I mean? So the next step is to be more of what I view as a man and tap more into her love language so she can feel the same way I do. Like, I know she does, but I want her to fully feel it how I do because I'm not sure she does. So we can touch on that too in the future. <laughs> but once again, it's your homeboy Cuff. Thanks for catching these waves. Wait a minute. That same school would also lock you in this room when you was having behavior issues. Is a room that was like the, the, basically an elevator looking type room, kind of carpet type walls and stuff. It had a handle on the outside, no handle on the inside, and a little, I think it had a little slit window, I want to say, I'm not really sure, but I think so. And most kids go in there and just be going crazy and going crazy, and they wouldn't let you out till after a while. You calm down. Most kids will fall asleep. They let them sleep for a while. And then, you know, they come get them whenever. Or if some shit, they wake up or some shit like that. But me personally, I was probably in there like two or three times. Probably twice. I don't even think it was three times. I remember like it was, it was only maybe two times. And uh, yeah, I, wouldn't, I obviously didn't want to be in that motherfucker no more. So I must not have been too off because it didn't take many times for me to get right and stop being, you know, having to be in there. Other kids was in there weekly. It was crazy, but, you know, being a kid in a school like that, around kids like that, and having to deal with that, honestly, that might have been, like, the beginning of where I just kind of felt out of place or weird. Sorry for cussing. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm back. 